Hello, this is Nancy Ray, your host for the Rebel Haven podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, it's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Hello, my fellow rebels. Welcome to today's podcast episode. This is your host, Nancy Ray. And today we're going to be talking about love, true love and relationships. Now, this is a powerful theme that I'm seeing coming up right now with a lot of my clients and in a lot of sessions and just in the world in general. We have some very interesting astrological weather happening. As a lot of you may know, right now we have five different planets in retrograde and typically we'll have anywhere from one to two at a time, but five at once, highly unusual and really does bring a lot of new different energies in and triggers a lot of different things. So typically during times of retrograde, there is like an unveiling and or also like a recurrence of past patterns. It's a time of a lot of transition, a lot of change, a lot of opportunity to lock in and integrate new behaviors, new ways of being, opportunities to kick old habits or old crutches or old addictions to the curb permanently, opportunities for old ways of operating, maybe codependency and relationships shows up and manifests again as a test to see how you're going to manage and move through those things. So right now is the time that these things are coming up. It can be highly triggering, really frustrating, and kind of volatile. So in regards to relationship, I'm seeing some very interesting things happen. And actually the episode that's going to be following up this one is going to be titled Evil People. And we're going to be diving even deeper into you know, narcissistic behaviors and abusive, verbally and physically abusive individuals, people who have addictions. And um, I'm titling evil people because I really want to debunk and demystify sort of our one-sided perception of just generalizing people and putting them in this category rather than understanding how people are so multifaceted and how that actually impacts our ability to engage with them in healthy ways because they have so many different aspects to their personality that there really aren't, I'm totally giving it all away, right? Um, just watch that episode, not watch it, listen to it, listen to that episode. It's coming up, coming out soon here in the next few days. So today I want to look at some of our perceptions about love, some of our old based old world systems around love and what it means to love somebody. And really, I want to just kind of burn that all to the ground and talk about new earth and these new systems of operating and understanding true love, genuine love at its core, what that really is and what that really means and how these old stories and old rules we've been operating 
under actually are keeping us from that. So let's look at marriage. Let's start off with the institution of marriage. So there's so many different varying opinions and everything out there. I want to talk about the energetics of a union, whether you're actually married or just in relationship, but there seems to be something that happens when people become legally married, where there's this old paradigm and belief system that you've made this commitment to be married to this person and you're in it now till the day that you die, regardless of what may happen, who who may change or transition, what may come up for people. Regardless of that, love means I made this commitment to you today when we're 24 years old that I love you and that I'll be with you. And I'm just promising, regardless of any new information or what may happen, that I'm going to stick it out with you for the next 70 years, 60 to 70 years until we die. And as I'm saying this, I think you can really hear the energetics of my opinion about that type of promise and that type of commitment and how really it does not honor the evolutionary beings that we are. What that does is that locks you into a commitment to a promise that you can't actually potentially keep, that you don't know that you can keep. And I believe that the way that we unify with people is now going to be changing and transitioning. You 100% can love somebody and commit to loving them for sure. And let's talk about what love really means. Love is not selfish, Love is kind and love. I believe the highest form of love, true love is honor and honoring is about respecting and holding space for and allowing what is true and what is real and what is best for someone to be, even if it's not in your mind, what you want for you. So an example of honoring in a relationship would be you love someone so much that when you get to the point that you can feel that you are growing in separate directions and that to try to force, and I'm not saying work on your relationship, relationships definitely have components of work, uh, uncomfortable, vulnerable conversations and working on your own stuff and surrendering and honoring and times when it goes against your very, uh, maybe preference at the moment, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about forcing. If two people are clearly growing in different directions in a healthy evolutionary way, it is completely unloving and dishonoring to try to force those two energies to stay aligned when they're just not. It's, it results in a lot of bitterness, frustration, backbiting, meanness, blame. It's just a yucky, yucky energy to be in. If you truly love someone, you love them and you want what you want what is best for them, even if that's uncomfortable for you, even if that means what's best for them is not you. And in in holding a space of full honor, that's actually the um, foundation of a relationship that's most likely to last into your 80s and 90s until you die is a relationship that's built upon mutual respect and honor, not built upon earthly made in the moment commitments founded in emotion that disregard any future new information. So a great example of that would be if um, as you're growing and evolving together, one partner realizes that they are gay and they realize that they want to uh, follow their heart in that and, and move forward in that. Now, the other partner coming from a place of love and honor, of course, they're going to grieve. Of course, they're going to be mad. Of course, they're going to be sad. Of course, they're going to process all of their own feelings. That's 100% of course, real. And from a place of love and honor, they would 
release that other person to move into that next thing. But what happens is rather than being tuned in to the energy that exists and honoring and seeing it clearly and allowing it to flow where it's flowing, we try to come in, we try to be uh, in dominion over someone else and over the energy and control it and manipulate it and try to force it to happen. Rather than seeing the energies clearly going in separate directions and moving into a place of honor and release. And the reason that we don't do this often is stories. If this relationship, if, if the marriage fails, which is the worst framing that people could ever have around divorce or uncoupling, if this marriage fails, then what does that mean about me? That means I suck or I'm bad at relationships or that means I have to demonize them that they're bad or they're wrong or they're broken or they're this. What if you could just say we are no longer aligned? We are no longer a match. I release them and I love them and I honor them to their next thing. I love them too much to try to keep them caged by this weird old delusional paradigm of you got married. So now you must stay together. Uncoupling is normal and natural. It's meant to happen often. Um, oftentimes it's meant to happen when it happens. It really is. And honoring that and allowing that to happen with the least amount of bullshit stories projected on it and the least amount of, oh, you're a huge failure and, you know, identifying and demonizing each other or yourself rather than doing that, allowing and honoring it to flow out would keep us way more in our light and way more connected to source and way more grounded. But what happens is people may sense or feel that the energy is uncoupling. And then that's when chaos starts, fights starts happening, crazy shit happens. One partner knows they're meant to be leaving and they don't know how. So they'll go cheat or they will start being really mean and vicious or they'll just distance themselves rather than just being real and honest and vulnerable and saying, look, this is how I'm feeling. This is where the energy is flowing. And then coming together as a couple, as a divine unit, union unit to determine okay, what is the next step? Are we going to move into some therapy? Are we going to do some energy healing work? Are we going to go to a retreat together? Are we going to try on a temporary separation? And doing so from a place of honor and loving of the self. Now, clearly this works best when you have two awake individuals interacting with each other. Oftentimes two awake individuals interacting with each other and already in a marriage commitment and in a divine union can very easily flow in the space of honor and surrender and stay together effortlessly for the rest of their lifetime. And that's not the goal. What needs to shift around our relationships is what equals success and what equals failure. Success is, am I expanding and becoming the best version of myself? Am I learning how to love myself and my partner in a deeper, more unconditional way? Am I accepting and loving them fully for who they are and where they are divinely? Am I doing the same with myself? Oftentimes when one partner feels it's time to move on or to, to shift or have an uncoupling, they deal with immense amounts of shame and guilt because society and the world says a successful marriage is you've been together 50 years. Well, I know a lot of people who've been together 50, 55 years and they are in the most toxic, debilitating relationships I've ever seen. It makes me want to vomit. So if your idea of successful relationships relationships is let's torture each other and stick this out in mutual dysfunction. That is not love, my friends. That is not love. That is selfish. That is distortion. That is not love. Sometimes love is the hardest thing ever is letting somebody go. A friend, 
a family member, a partner that is no longer aligned with where you currently are and you're no longer aligned with where they currently are. And you can love them enough to release them to their journey rather than to force your their journey to be your journey and your journey to be their journey. Love is surrendering and loving and knowing that whatever is the best thing for that person is what you want for them. Now, I want to take a little caveat here in saying that in my relationship with my love, whatever is in their best interest, whatever is going to light them up the most and help them expand the most is also part of my mission. Love is when the other person's needs become part of your needs. If they need sleep, that becomes part of your need to help support you have a need to actually support them in achieving that end in getting that extra rest, whatever it is. And so it's a totally different energetic dynamic. And the caveat to that is that always in place is I am going to honor, adore and cherish them and provide them with all of the juicy goodness and light and support that I possibly can to honor their next step in their evolution as long as, for as long as I am not violating my own boundaries. So this is important to have in place because what you'll have is you'll have a woke person and an unconscious person or someone who's on the path of ascension and someone who's not get in partnership together. And the person who is on the ascension path is pouring into the other person and is trying to support their needs and is doing all of these things and honoring their ascension and trying to help them expand and doing all of that. And the other partner is not reciprocating it. And in that situation, very quickly, we get into a dynamic of we have some sort of controlling situation with an addiction and some sort of codependency and enabling that happens. This is so, so common. Some of the most awake people that I've ever met when I find them, they're just coming out of this dynamic, um, or they've, or they've experienced it in their past where, because they're so highly conscious, because they have compassion, they can see why somebody has an addiction or why they are the way they are, where they come from. And they can see and accept the full spectrum of that being. They allow themselves to be in a situation that is toxic. That isn't what they really want, where they're not being met on an equal playing field of honor. And that gets to be in our relationships now. So, you know, just to kind of bring this full circle and wrap up this podcast, what I want you to hear me say is that these old paradigms, there's so many more that I haven't even touched on today and they're very specific, right? So when I'm working with a client, uh, new, um, patterns and belief systems show up that we get to break down. So I'm using this example, um, that I shared with you here, the belief that like, Oh, a successful marriage is equals this, um, that old belief, which is kind of an overarching one, dramatically like suffocates expansion and clarity and intuition out of a uh, union. It, it does because you're no longer allowing intuition to guide. You're allowing this old overlay system that's on top of it to dictate your behaviors and how you move forward and when you do it and how you do it. A great example of this, you guys have heard me, you know, say this many times when I separated from my husband, I lived alone for four or five months. And then we decided to actually live together. We got a really great, nice sized house, like 3,300 square feet. We each had a floor to ourselves so that we could um, cohabitate and support our kids 
at that time with the ages they were and where we were at in our lives. And it worked out beautifully, but you would not believe how many people projected their stories and their systems and their rules, which is that is not how it's done. You uncouple from someone and you must like kind of hate each other a little bit and sort of demonize the other person. And there has to be this really strong, like rough break. And that's their story projected on how things have to operate. And the truth is part of new earth is that there are a million different ways to operate as a couple. There's a million different ways to uncouple and every single circumstance, situation, personality, and journey is unique. And trying to attach a one-stop shop system over that dishonors the entire process. We're here to learn how to trust divinity even more, how to become one with it. And how in the world do we do that if we have man-made systems, man-made stories, and man-made beliefs guiding how we operate and show up in our relationships? It's just not going to work. It's never going to work. So true love at the end of the day is about honoring, honoring what is there, honoring what is best for yourself and best for the other person. That is true love. True love is not, oh, you yell at me, you scream at me, you hit me, you cheat on me. And I'm just going to stay here because I love you. And that's what love is. No, that is not. That's what codependency is. That's what being sick is. That's what not loving and honoring yourself is. So it's always about asking the question, what is the most loving and honoring thing I can do for myself? And we start there with the honoring and loving of self and our own true Um, desires of what we want. Do you want to be in an environment that's respectful? Do you want to be in an environment where you feel safe? Excellent. Okay. That's where we start. So the most loving thing for you in this dynamic is to create space from this toxic, verbally abusive individual. Great. We take step one and you do one step at a time, checking in every step along the way. What is the most loving thing I can do for me? right now, trusting that honoring and loving yourself always eventually honors the other person. Because the truth is, if you're enabling them to be abusive and toxic, that is actually stunting their growth. That is stunting their ability to find their ascension path even quicker. Because why would they go looking for it? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They don't need to because they have someone to take out all of their feelings and emotions on and they're being enabled to stay in the pattern that is so toxic and unhealthy, not just for you, but even for them and for their soul that's in their yearning to go on to its next step in its evolution. So loving and honoring yourself and the highest good for you Um, always guided by your intuition will always be in the best interest of those around you. So it's about being honest with yourself and responsible towards others. And man, I hope you guys are feeling this through this episode. I'd love to hear some of your comments and feedback about this new paradigm of way of loving and operating in our relationships and our dynamics. That's new earth. That's where we're headed to. That's where we're going, where, um, We're allowing the intuition and the honoring of a situation circumstance by circumstance basis to guide us versus this old school, these just like unquestioned rules, beliefs and paradigms to mess us up and to force us to stay in environments that are in our highest good. So that being said, it's been an honor and privilege to chat with you all about this. Um, I hope you are giving yourself space and grace to deal with all of the astrological weather we're experiencing right now. It is bringing a lot of stuff up. So I want you to just hold on, give yourself love, grace, and space, and recognize that it's not for forever. And the things you're being shown and seen, the emotions that are being triggered are all happening for a reason. So honor them, listen to them, 
and um, find the guidance from within about what your next step is um, on your path. Love you all.